Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, Kathy, and uh, we have, uh, again, part two of our very special guests, Ken and Margie Blanchard. Uh, they uh, reside in uh, San Diego area, California, uh, but um, they spend their summers up in uh, Skinny Atlas, called Skinny Atlas, New York, and uh, we learned last time from you two that uh, been married 60 years. Uh, yes, that, if anyone missed that episode, you should go yeah. back and hear just the, the wisdom that these two have spoken to yeah. all of us. <laughs> and that they've, you know, they've learned how to be a team and they enjoy walking with Christ and um, uh, the life that God has blessed them with and they continue to receive it. Um, and last time you mentioned about, uh, you know, you said, uh, Ken and Margie, you, you make decisions, particularly some financial things around the blessing of your family and uh, putting, you know, legacy together. And uh, you guys, I know, are sitting in uh, your place in uh, a lake, uh, Skinny Atlas, New York. Uh, Margie, why don't you tell uh, the audience a little bit of history about that? Um, and uh, uh, where that where this meant in your life, and then how you and Ken embraced it, uh, and what you now do with it with your family. And of course, I know friends are. I've actually been there and enjoyed that beautiful place. So, share a little bit about that. Well, um, when I was about seven years old, my dad and mom, who really loved camping, purchased 300 feet of lake frontage which had no road and no electricity. <laughs> camped out um, in a big mash tent for about four years. And it was during the time when polio was an epidemic. Mm. Mm. And you really couldn't go to public beaches. It was such a scary time. Uh -huh. So my father um, reluctantly, but did embrace my mom staying here in the lake with us. And he would come up on Wednesday night. We lived in Binghamton. And, and on the weekends. So the very, 1949 was a beautiful summer, first summer we stayed here all summer. And um, it was ideal, it was wonderful camping and eventually they put a road in, eventually we got electricity, eventually we built mm. a little house on the tent platform. And when I was a teenager, I think age 17, no phone of course ever, we, we built a larger cottage which uh, is our family main cottage today. Mm -hmm. uh, Ken and I, because we were in the university and had the summers off, um, we eventually bought another cottage. Um, it just wasn't fair for us to monopolize. So we bought mm -hmm. another cottage um, that has been our, um, and, and shared that with a family and then built our own cottage that we're in right now. So it's been all such close by to the original all, property. All close by, yes. And That's great. And since then, our kids have each built cottages, and um, it's become a compound practically. Um, because when we were growing up, there we really 
made the kids come to the college. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure they maybe wanted to play baseball all summer or something. I don't even know, but this was just where where we came to renew. Mm. And it was especially important for Ken and I because we had a pretty high-powered life. And just knowing that we were going to have six to eight weeks where mm. no television, um, where we would you know, do the things that I did as a kid, swim across the lake, take hikes up the waterfall, you know, have campfires, um, do family things um, was such a blessing and to be able to have friends up here and everything. So that's beautiful. Very, it's a huge blessing. I don't think my parents ever, even in their wildest dreams, thought that this would be as important as it's been to us. And um, Mm. so it's been a, just not having television around for, you know, you'd be amazed eight mm-hmm. weeks. It just clears your mind. It yeah. really clears mm-hmm. your mind. If anything important happens, somebody will tell yeah. us. <laughs> you know? right, you know. That's great. So, what yeah. um, what has been uh, refreshing? Uh, you said you've gone there and, and uh, you know, learned to be refreshed. What what about it refreshes you while, while you're there, up, up there for both of you? Probably more than anything, just nature, the mm-hmm. water. The beauty, you know, we live in California, which is brown right now. This is green. We mm-hmm. get our green fix when we're here, um, and and it renews itself. You know, this mm. land and this lake renew themselves. Um, it's also we go to this little church that really. I mean, we we sing hymns that were you know created in the 1970s, yeah. the 1700s. It, the, the church service is, my mother used to say, this is where the real people live. These are the <laughs> farmers, you know, uh. people that, that um, and that's been a very sweet thing also is to be part of this little church. Up part here. of the service, they have announcements, uh, uh, joys and concerns, you know, and people shout out, you know. Yeah, I love it. I has been sick, you know, we need. We've got a, we've got a family of skunks living in the. <laughs> Are, you know, how can we get rid of them? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so, such a sweet, such this, a sweet thing. This Sunday is our last Sunday before we head back, and so they asked me to yeah. preach. So I'm gonna. Uh, my sermon is called "Let's Talk About Love," yeah. and I'm gonna mm. use the, you know, the 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 scripture from weddings. You know, love is patience. Love mm-hmm. is kind. Right. That's great. Yeah go down the nine aspects of that and see what we all how all we're doing on those things yeah it'll be it'll be nice so but it's just a place to renew and and the kids are finding that also as i say they they do work here um because they can't quite be away from their job sure for the time. right but you know one of the blessings of COVID is is we've gotten used to remote work and right. People can mm-hmm. work almost anywhere. So um, we had a call company meeting recently that Scott held, and he had over 200 people online from around the world, and we're sitting mm-hmm. here at Skinny Atlas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it does, and it, and I can stay in touch with some of the projects I'm still involved with, and Ken does an awful lot of writing up here, which is really oh, good. I bet so it's it's, a great place for that. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's very refreshing. So it's been a, uh, a, and you have your kids, kids and in-laws uh, come up, and uh, so they're they're kind of building that memory bank, right, with with you guys yeah, there, and yeah. they must like Mike coming up every year too, then. Yeah. And then I do a memory book at the end of every summer. I've been doing it now for over twenty years, mm. 
where I, you know, have pictures in it about what's new, what's the same, you know, what's different and everything. And so every time you take a picture around here, it's, well, I hope it's in the book, you know, <laughs> people share that. But also it's a way we have a, we had a huge family reunion this summer with over 60 people. And um, we just built some wonderful new memories. 75th anniversary of Margie's family yeah. coming to the lake. Yeah. So wow. It was, wow. It, oh, that's it, amazing. It's really great. And I, I will tell you about one thing we do do. We started about eight years ago. It's We have breakfast at breakfast with the ancestors, we call it. And it's at this little local cemetery where my mom and dad are buried mm. and a sister. And we have we have breakfast there and then we sit around and talk about family members who've come and gone and oh. uh, people who've died that year, including dogs. And the big dogs <laughs> are really important, including that. But it's a, an hour and a half of just reflection mm. on the blessings of the people who... Um, and, and Margie and I have two tombstones <laughs> and it says Margie Blanchard just just ken ken don't have him dig the hole yet that's all scott was working down as an intern in texas and got in an automobile accident and he called he said you got any extra plots up there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we bought ten more plots, and people are vying for who's going to be in those. Plots. No, I don't know about that, but it's. Um, I think family memories are really important, and you know, I guess right now I'm the memory keeper for at least the summers that we've been doing, and it's it's wonderful for me at the end of the summer just to think. What did happen this summer? What happened mm -hmm. during the time that we want to remember? And she and, names the summer too. Yeah, I am. I, have to, I don't know what this summer is going to be called. The, the furry one or something. <laughs> we have what, a lot of puppies up What here. a beautiful what, gift you're giving what, to everyone. What kind of creating uh, that legacy? What kind of though. names have you had before? What are some of the names you've well, had before? Well, we've had the sweatshirt summer. It was yeah. cold all summer. Okay. Last summer it was the wet and wild summer. We had a lot of flooding up here. Yeah. Very mm. cool. Um, so we had some flooding, um, those kinds of just things that you know yeah, will help. Fun. Yeah. Talk about um, the significance of um, going to the same place in building memories. Uh, Linda and I have found, I know Kathy has too, and, and Dan is, um, for our kids and grandkids, going back to the same place actually has, there's an importance to that and a, a a kind of a, uh, an emotional glue to that. Tell, talk a little bit about the fact, because you just said you've celebrated 75 years uh, yeah. of your family, which has really got to be amazing for you, but now your kids are are now building places, coming there. They, they want to spend time there. What What's the value of, of building that memory and kind of something that it is repeatable, you know, year after year? You know, I think the the, the way to see it is to watch what your grandchildren do when they have a guest here. Mm. Like Scott, mm. or, um, Debbie's son, who's 16, had a guest here for about a week. And it's interesting to watch what does he want his guest to experience, you know, and um, and then that tell, gives you an idea of what's really meaningful, you know, and, and mm. I did this before the week's over, 
you know, having a hike up to the little store, you know, climbing the waterfalls, having a um, sing-along at the at the beach, um, collecting different specimens of bugs and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, various um, things that it, it's meaningful for kids, that meaningful for teenagers to know, you know, that their parents and their grandparents have been here too, and so. I think it's a um, it's it's a solid foundation for kids on some level, and and I love watching. Um, you know, we've got to have that that last ride into town where right, we right. on the way back we we stop the boat and we swim. You know, we get out, we get out of the boat and we jump into the deepest water and and swim. And I love watching. What are the kids? What are the kids wanting their friends to experience? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you really get to see that, and and um, I think it's it's just rituals. No. There's a there's something about rituals. Yeah, traditions. That think, um, just that beauty of tradition, right? You know, even this ritual of this breakfast with the ancestors that was a tough one to start. And the first year, the kids said, "Oh, that is gross. We are not doing that." You know, that kind of thing. And so about 15 people came that year, but then the next year, 25 people came. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And you know, we got to talk about, so just getting things started and, and then um, saying they're important, let's, let's do it for the family. You know, let's do this reunion to mark you know, the family um, investment and time. I think it's, is, is grounding. Not everybody can do it, and some people would not want to go to the same place every single year. But for us, we have such a busy life that going to that same place every year really means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, this is a very special lake. Skinny Atlas in Iroquois means long lake. So the lake is 17 miles long, mm. three quarters of a mile wide, 350 feet deep. Wow. And, uh, oh, wow. We just pump the water up the hill and drink it. I mean, it's that yeah, clean. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's a special and place. So it's a pretty, pretty special place. Yeah. yeah. And where where exactly is that in New York? It's right in between Syracuse and Cornell. Okay. Yeah, it's so. it's, in the, it's in that central New York where the, the Finger Lakes are. They're, yeah. They down, you know, they hang down like that, and and it's it's uh, not very built up here yet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah, and last time you also mentioned um, the movie uh, called The Mulligan. Uh, so, why don't you two share about, you know, what was the genesis of that? Um, how did that come about? Um, and then, what's the meaning of it, and why this would be uh, such a good thing? And I think it isn't it available now uh, where you can actually download it. Um, yes, yeah, you can buy DVDs at Walmart's now, and mm. all, and so. It, I met Wally Armstrong probably 20 years ago, and he was a top uh, PGA uh, a player and teacher, you know, and, and for years, almost 20 years, he had the lowest four-round score for a first-time entrant in the Masters in Augusta. Oh, wow. He was eight under par. And uh, so uh, when I met him, he was, I said, what are you up to, Wally? He said, well, I started the, Mel the Mulligan Golf School. I said, Mulligan Golf School, what's that? He said, it's about teaching young people about faith. And I said, how's that about Mulligan? He said, well, Jesus is the greatest Mulligan of all time, because if you know anything about golf, if you hit a lousy drive in the first hole, if you got nice people 
they say, why don't you do, do a do-over? And uh, uh-huh. the Lord's continually willing to give us do-overs, you know. And uh, so I, I said, God, we, we got to write a book about that. And so I went to Callaway Gardens in Georgia with him for three days and interviewed him and all flew back out to California and, and uh, was sidetracked. And then uh, we have a golf group that's faith-based and the head of it called and said, we, could, we have our, our meeting in about three weeks. Do you have a book I can send people that they could read? A new one. Uh. I said, yeah, this book, The Mulligan. And he said, well, I need it in two weeks, and I hadn't written anything. <laughs> <laughs> just like, God, this is your charge. And in two weeks, I had a full draft of, of the book to, mm. to give everybody. That's great. Uh, so, it's, uh, so it's really good. And then this filmmaker, Rick Eldridge, he got a copy a few years ago, and he said, and he had uh, done the Bobby Jones story and the ultimate gift and a bunch of really good uh, faith-based type movies. And, and he said, we got to make this into a movie. And uh, he got Pat Boone to play the lead role in the, in the movie. And he's 87 years old. And so wow. Margie said it's about this uptight businessman who's been separated from his wife for five years, hasn't talked to his son and all. And he goes to his golf t- tournament uh, to meet a Chinese uh, uh, a president of a company that they want to work with. And he gets Tom Lehman as his pro, and Lehman's a wonderful faith-based guy. And and uh, so uh, uh, he's late to tee off, and, and, and he's playing terrible the front nine. And then ninth hole, he hits a great drive and a great four iron. He's about four feet from the cup, but if he knocks it in, it'll be a two, an eagle for his team. And Lehman's down measuring it, and he gets up, and he misses the putt and he takes his putter and breaks it over his knee and throws it into the sand trap. And Lehman's waiting for him by the 10th hole and he says to him, Paul, we haven't talked much the first nine, but to be honest with you, you're not that good to get that mad. <laughs> I've noticed that That's great. People, people have trouble with their golf game also have trouble with their life. And there's mm. a fellow that sits up on the porch of the clubhouse. We call him the old pro, Will Dunn. Don't see him. He'll straighten out your life and your golf. And, and Will Dunn is is uh, Pat Boone. And oh, that's great. To see him slowly bring this guy along and share the gospel, you know, because one round is, uh, uh, okay, Paul, we're going to spend a special round today. You can take a mulligan on any shot you want. He said, what, what do you mean? He said, this for the first tee. He said, no, today you can take a putt over anything. So he said, this is going to be interesting. And he ends up shooting the best round of his life, and uh, the old pro sitting with him in the 18th says, Paul, why do you think you played so well? He said, well, I knew if I made a mistake, I would be forgiven. He said, how would you like to be forgiven every day of your life? Mm. He said, that would be great. What do I have to do? He said, not about doing. It's believing. He said, what? He said, Jesus. He said, look, don't get religious with me. <laughs> he said, I'm not, but the Lord uh, sent Jesus down to play the perfect golf round. Here's your scorecard. Just sign it and test it, and he'll be waiting for you on the first tee because he'll give you mulligans all the time. And uh, it's a really powerful thing. Everybody, it's uh, they always give it a hand at the end after they see it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a wonderful, simple but powerful way to share the gospel. That's awesome. Wow, that's beautiful. And it's 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 it's, it's, go ahead, go ahead, Margie. Ken is in the very last scene um, remarrying the couple who who um, get back together and 
they've got him dressed like the Pope, frankly. I mean, <laughs> he does anything. The big robes and stuff. Yeah. I know he can't say anything because he'd have to join the union. So just, <laughs> Pat Boone has the cutest outfits. These, you know, these um, knickers yeah. with style socks. Oh, that's great. They were all his. They didn't have to rent any of them. <laughs> belonged to him, and um, it's beautifully um, shot down in Georgia. So it's a lovely movie. You know, Ken's written over sixty books. And the only one that's been picked up for a movie was about golf and faith. <laughs> so, mm. what does that tell you? About? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and how's I, it? Uh, how's it been being, being received, Ken? I know it's it was out in the theaters, and now you can download it. And... It really has been received beautifully all over the thing. There mm. was a big uh, faith-based film festival recently, and we got nominations for seven awards, including wow. best, best supporting actress, best film. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think it's one to be proud of. You that's know, great. Have so. you developed a um, like an accompanying guide? Because a lot of times people in small groups will like to watch the movie together and then you know have discussions on it. Did you develop any resources to go with it? We were talking about that yesterday. We need to do that. Well, I thought you had a little, little pamphlet. Or yeah, something. we have a little pamphlet, you know, that, uh, yeah. that they can use, but. Uh, I think that's that, one of the that has hopes. Book of John in it, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the hopes for the movies is when they that they're going to approach churches, right? That, um, you know, we haven't been involved in making a movie and promoting it. Are those are professionals do that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Because they had to raise quite a bit of money to create the movie, right? right. So they've been very interested. Ken's been on the phone every Monday for at least the last six months on promotion and everything. So. Yeah. Um, but they're not depending on us, thank goodness. Um, but it, it it could make a nice difference. There have been some very good Christian movies out. Mm -hmm. And I think um, hopefully this joins the ranks of that. Well, people yeah, are so. sort of saying this is in the genre of the chosen, you know. I mean, it's, it's not uh, that high quality, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah, and talk a little yeah. bit about the uh, message. Uh, you know, when you talk about the do-over, forgiveness, uh, how about now? We say in our, our ministry, how about now? Um, mm -hmm. God says, uh, yeah, you know, I know you made mistakes, but let's let's go forward. Uh, talk a bit about that message for you two and how why that's so important in the Christian life of understanding the beauty of really, you know, what you call the mulligan. <laughs> well, the key thing is that a lot of people want to say, what can I do to live, live a perfect life so God will love me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God already loves you, and God already knows you can't live a perfect life. And mm -hmm. He's there to walk with, with you as as your partner. And boy, what a what a tremendous uh, relief that is. And, and uh, once you know that He's your partner, yeah, I think you start start to behave better. But it, it's not to get His love because you already got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's especially key in our life right now because we're losing people. You know, we're mm -hmm. at the age where where um, people's lives are being changed pretty dramatically as they lose a spouse. And I think, if anything, it's helping us believe there's some comfort in that, and people are going to, you know, have have God as, as their coach through this, but also it's important for us to stay in touch with those folks too. Yeah. 
effort. Um, it's just a, a new stage in our lives. Mm -hmm. and, you know, as you, you know, there, there's one stage, which is I can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can still ski that black diamond hill or I can mm -hmm. still right. do that. Right. That's one stage in life. And then the next stage is, well, <laughs> I could do it, but I shouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Our investment person says there's three stages. One is go-go, the next one is slow-go, and the third is no-go. <laughs> sort of entering slow-go, yeah. and where you can't do everything or shouldn't do every single thing, mm -hmm. but that slows you down enough to, I think, appreciate some of the things that maybe you just brushed by in the past. Right. That's great. And, and then we need to, to realize that you get to no-go you know, people need extra attention and help, and, and you really need to let people help you, mm. you know, to more or less surrender that, you know, that I can do anything. And that's a, that's a difficult stage yep. for a lot of people. And I just keep thinking, like all of life, you know, there's, I broke my hand this summer mm. doing a stupid fall, but it's caused me to to be more cautious and to be more realizing that that I need to be more careful, but I also need to be more attentive to other people. Mm -hmm. So the different stages, different stages. Yeah. As you go, as you head back to uh, California, what uh, what are your new projects that you're both working on? What are you doing as you're heading back uh, into the fall and winter back in California? Well, I'm trying to finish up a book with my son Scott. Yeah. Kind of called Blanchard on Leadership. It's a family affair. Uh huh. Oh, that's, that's great. What he's learned from me and what I've learned from him. And so, in fact, we're having a meeting later this afternoon with our editor who just flew in here, and and uh, Margie and I and another editor. Feedback on the first first draft. Yep. We always we don't ever publish anything until we do about four four or five drafts. Right. People say I'll pay twenty dollars for a Xerox copy of that. Got <laughs> 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 a book that they want. Well, that sounds that sounds like I'm, a neat, neat thing. Yeah, I've I've just got some pet projects that I'm working on, um, which are keeping me very interested in life. I'm doing more internal training in the company mm -hmm. uh, mm. around career development. I I we have a lot of new people, and and I figured. I've got to get to know these new people. I'm not out with clients. And so I did, 24 of them went through a career development class with me in cohorts last spring. And I'm doing another 24 this fall. Oh, and that's great. Help, helping people develop their leadership point of view, which is another little seminar that helps people. And I'm so I'm leading that. And, and then we're doing a history project in the company, trying to figure out how we can help with onboarding by telling a better history yeah yep. so that i have these pet projects that that keep me plenty busy yeah and, and involved in the company but not involved in the management of the company right mm -hmm. you know sounds like an exciting time still yeah it's actually it, it allows me to be able to travel if i want to it, it doesn't you know right. i don't have direct reports which is well, I have one, but you know, it's uh, it's more project sorts of right. Thing. Mm -hmm. I like to stay involved, but I don't I don't want the Scott and those guys are doing the heavy lifting, and I did mm -hmm. that for a long time. Yeah, and, so you don't have anything uh, 
uh, day-to-day urgency you can you can just plan out your because you, you're going to do traveling and you do I know you do other things and you got ministry together and uh, I've, I've got three or four ladies support groups that I really enjoy mm-hmm. you read some wonderful things and talk about it and that's been a joy you know so that's been that's fun. great this is the 43rd year of our anniversary of our company yeah and 25th anniversary of our lead like Jesus ministry right uh, that Phil Hodges, Phil mm-hmm. Hodges and his wife Jane just left here after a week, yeah. and this was their almost their fiftieth year coming to the lake yeah. <laughs> in the summer. They're very special, and and so mm-hmm. uh, so that's really <clears throat> we're now in 24, 25 nations, and and it's amazing how everybody around the world loves Jesus. They don't necessarily like Christians. Too much judgmental uh, stuff, but we have Muslims and we have all kinds of faith all going through because they all want to want to have that leadership. And yeah, Jesus—he's the only religious leader who really got out in the action. Right, that's (laughs) beautiful. Well, thank you so much for uh, again giving us your uh, uh, history of uh, your place there, Skinny Atlas, and and the great movie and just your life together, and uh, that uh, it's. This beautiful place of uh, fulfilling, you know, God's purpose, and you're enjoying it, and we can see that you enjoy it. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for uh, being uh, our guest today and, and the last couple of times. So thank you so much. We we love you guys, and we wish you well going back home. And Ken, I'll be uh, talking to you every week, so we're uh, keep excited about that. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, everyone, and thank you. Also, I would love to see a photo at some point of all eight dogs on this pup plane oh, wow. when it happens. So. Have it. Believe me, I, just a, that will go in the that'll go in the photo book for the it'll summer, right? Go in the book. Yeah, that's great. Big dogs, they like to charge our little joy. <laughs> So they're now calling her sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, you guys are such a joy and such an inspiration in showing how to create traditions and legacies that just really make an impact on your children for generations. So thank you for sharing all of that. And thanks for joining us, everyone. Look forward to seeing you next time tomorrow with um, End Times Friday. Yep. Thank you, uh, Ken and Margie. See you soon. Okay. Good. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.